The following podcast is a mass media production. Hi, I'm Josh Galindo. And I'm Crystal Galindo. Welcome to the Going Galindo Rugrats and Renovations podcast. A lifestyle podcast where we will offer our experience and expertise in building real, lasting wealth through renovating and flipping homes. And the chaos that comes with balancing a family of six, leaving nothing unsaid. Follow our wild ride we call life and apply our lessons to your own journey. How are we doing today, honey? I feel like I just say good every morning. I don't. I'm, I'm a little tired today. You know, maybe that says something. Have you ever actually said good and you feel bad? Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> okay. Well, let's be honest today. How do you feel? I'm just a little tired today. A little tired. But I feel good. What are you tired from? <laughs> um, I don't know. You know what was funny is last night I, I, I couldn't sleep all for good reasons, not bad. Mm-hmm. I think I was really excited about Brian Hood. <laughs> and uh, so I'm sitting in the purple chair next to the slider in the bedroom. Yeah, like a creeper watching yeah, me sleep. I was watching. No, I was watching you. <laughs> but felt I felt like, like, uh, <laughs> like I'm sitting in the corner. <laughs> it's like I'm on a perch sitting in the corner. Yeah. In the upper <clears throat> corner. No. Um, so I'm sitting there. I'm playing on my phone. What was really cool why I kind of didn't want to go to sleep was, um, you know how we could see out of our slider? Mm-hmm. Uh, our backyard, a, the the direction that our slider faces, actually opens up to like all the custom homes mm-hmm. in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we got lucky with that because the rest of the yard backs teases. to a house. It just teases you. <laughs> yes, every day I'm like, how do I get over there? <laughs> no, I'm very content with my house. Okay, good. Um, but so it was like a, a unobstructed view out to the street mm-hmm. and everything behind us, and there was a gig. There was a ton of fog mm. just floating over the covered patio. I swear to you, it really? was floating over the covered patio, over the trees. Mm. It was like so calming and the little breeze was nice. It was awesome. So here's where it gets funny. Is this at like four in the morning or three uh, in the morning? That was it. I woke up at midnight and went back to bed at 148, <laughs> 1.45 or something like that, listening to Call Saul. So, um, so I'm sitting there on the chair, going through emails, getting caught up. And I hear I'm like, which one is it? And I see it's Kinsley. And she walks up to the side of the bed. And I'm like, I go to record her because I'm like, I always talk about how she grabs the first water bottle and chugs it. And chugs it. And it just you just hear it popping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the way down. She sucks because she don't let any air in. Right. So she just sucks the... <laughs> so you hear the whole bottle go... Yeah. And then when she lets her mouth off, it goes... <laughs> so I go to record her. And, uh, of course, the flash shoots on. Oh, my God. Scares the crap out of her. But she was so out of it. Uh, anyway, I quickly turned off the recording because I didn't want to wake her up too much. But it scared her. She set down the thing. And then it, I'm like, Crystal's for sure going to wake up. A flashlight goes on. Water mm-hmm. bottle goes off. Anyway, she drags her little bed closer to you and goes back to sleep. So that was cool. I woke up. Well, I woke up another time and she was next to me. I was going to put her on the ground, but I was like, no, it's her birthday. I'm not going to put her on the ground. (laughs) Yeah, because today is her formal fourth birthday. Yeah. So I'm going to say something really quick. We do have a topic for today, but I'm going to go into a few other things. So Crystal had a uh, chemotherapy session Mm -hmm. last Wednesday. Yeah, so five days ago. Five days ago. Six days. 
which was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Three days later, she had to put on Kinsley's fourth birthday. Party. Party. And uh, um, just to give a, a, a visual snapshot for those that uh, didn't attend, most of our listeners probably attended. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully most of them didn't. I think we have more people that listen <laughs> than know us. Um, there were ponies out front. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, badass balloon um, rainbow arch on the left side of the slider. There was a balloon waterfall kind of thing built on the right side with Kinsley's name on it. Yeah, my girl Boss Babe Balloons hooked me up. There you go, Boss <laughs> Babe Balloons. Yeah. There you go, a little plug for her. <laughs> Make sure to send her a bill. <laughs> um uh, to keep the visual going. So yeah. ponies, the, the balloons, uh, a cool dessert table with a ice cream cake and yeah. uh, cotton candy and crumble cookies and all this other stuff um, on the table. Backyard tables uh, with extra seating, jumpy, pinata, um, food, sushi, mm-hmm. in and out, canes, or... Uh, not canes. Chick fil A. Chick fil A. Platters <laughs> everywhere. I just want to really depict this whole thing. Okay. Um, buckets of booze in each oh, corner. Truly. Truly. Yeah. Water, juices. Okay, you get the picture? Sounds like a lot, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. And then we probably had 45 adults show up. Mm-hmm. I think that's an easy number. Yeah. Now each adult brings three kids on average, <laughs> two to three. So there was. There was probably 80 people at one point running through that house. Mm-hmm. And I just had a moment, and I tried to cheers it to you on, uh, oh, on Sunday. Sunday. We ordered virgin margaritas and cheers. <laughs> um, Living it up. <laughs> is I, I just sat for a moment, and I was like, you know what? What's the lesson for me, and what am I gathering from witnessing what my wife just pulled off? Is that the show must go on under all circumstances. There was no excuse. There was no bullshit. There was no, no, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I feel down. She fucking threw this gigantic party three days after chemo. The show must go on. It must go on. No excuses. It was a really nice distraction, so I'm glad we did. (laughs) The amount of people that walked up to me and said, I can't believe that she pulled this off or that she's doing this. And these are big, tough guys that are, you know, tough dudes, not emotional dudes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we look up to you guys. We look up to Crystal. Why are you trying was, to make me cry? Uh, fuck all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. And I just think that the lesson there is that the show must go on. Mm-hmm. There's no excuses. You just push through. Whatever the problem is in that moment, you identify it and you create a solution and you put it behind you and you look for the next one. Yeah. And uh, I just think that, that you deserve a lot of credit for there. So I wanted to make a, a shout-out to my wife, Crystal Galindo. <laughs> <laughs> on, I'm pretty cool sometimes. On Instagram. <laughs> Adulting is hard. You know what shouldn't be hard? Buying a house. Robert Coomer is a stand-up guy that does what he says he's going to do. He's helped us and our friends buy and refinance houses for the past 15 years or so. Every time we know we're getting the best service possible and the person on the other end of that phone call has a smile on their face. And that leaves a smile on ours. So call Robert Coomer. He does all the heavy lifting for you so you can worry about the more important things. Like what kind of wine pairs well with leftover pizza? Seriously, give him and his team a call at 702-850-2000. You won't regret it. 
All right. Um, so today's topic in general is how Galindo Group started. And I won't bore everybody with details that I may have already talked about in season one. But Galindo Group Real Estate initially was just a way for me to not have to pay transaction fees. Correct. And um, for me to quit work and work with you. And for Crystal to quit work. <laughs> um, I didn't want to pay transaction fees because as a flipper, I was paying, you know, whatever it was on the buy, the sell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to pay it twice because yeah. the transaction had to run through the brokerage I was at twice. Come to find out, just for anybody listening that is thinking about going and becoming a broker, this model that I'm describing works with one person yes. and that's it. <laughs> Because after you start hiring people, the savings isn't isn't enough to justify starting your own. It's go big or one or stay very small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and at the time, you know that that kind of money was was a lot to me. Um, you know, I guess if we were doing what it we're doing today, is. it's still a lot. But yeah. you know, there's there's always you weigh out the benefit of the savings. Mm-hmm. So in regards to Galindo Group, yeah. what did we do to try to get it off the ground and get it off the ground cheap? So I guess first what I want to start with is that I'm a believer in when you're very, very, very first starting. Sometimes this is difficult for me to remember what my mindset was mm-hmm. when I started versus what it is today. Okay. When we very first started, I was a believer in <clears throat> you work, you work, you work. Work is free. Um, energy is free. Mm-hmm. Time is free. Maybe free is not the right word, but it doesn't literally cost money when you're first starting. So I knew, I was a believer that you worked, 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 built up capital, invested the capital into your next venture idea, mm-hmm. and then let that grow organically, work, 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 save, 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 and invest. The other way to, to do businesses, and a lot of people do businesses this way or open businesses or fund their businesses, is... They have a business plan. They have an idea. They have whatever it is that they want to pursue, and they go to the bank, and they will go and borrow $300,000. For perspective, if you want to build out a tropical smoothie, it's like six hundred grand. Whoa, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's the payment on six hundred grand? Unless you go SBA, um, and just, if you go SBA, it's probably less today, but at a reasonable time, it would probably be 5%, 600000 probably be like four grand a month. Mm-hmm. So you got to make $50,000 a year just to keep your loan paid. Yeah. Okay. So you've, you've, so, so I didn't believe in that. I wanted to go organic. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what can I do that's cheap? Um, and so we, 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 we hired friends to do our logos, mm-hmm. believe it or not, a friend actually designed the Galinda group logo. Yeah. And then when I went to go pick the color, this is what I, what. I know I wanted to go into that. Go ahead. Go ahead. So when I went to go pick the color, I remember we got like an orange, a red, a black and a purple. Yeah. I think that, well, the, what I remember is that she did a couple different, like, uh, versions of it with colors. And I remember we liked the one that was blue and orange, but then when we were looking at it, all we kept thinking of was Bishop Gorman, which yeah. is a high school here. Um, that's They have a B and a G, and it's blue and orange, and all we thought was Bishop Gorman. We're like, no, we want to create our own reputation. But I think like us recognizing that that looked like Bishop Gorman made us realize that we really wanted other people to see our logo and think of us. Like, Absolutely. And re- for me, that's when I was like, no, I want to create a reputation for us. I want us to be recognizable. Um, so then, I mean, purple's been my favorite color my whole life, but hmm. so then go ahead. So I was super excited about mm-hmm. 
um, the logos that we had been given and we're at a restaurant, we're at Nora's and, uh, my buddy Danny, who's now my right hand man, mm-hmm. um, who's intelligent around graphics and, yeah. and, and technology. I'm like, Hey, check these out, check these out. And all he said to me was, um, you know, colors have different meanings. And I didn't, I, I guess I knew that, but I only knew one. Right. Um, I was like, Oh, I didn't even think of that. So we Googled, we knew we wanted to get away from the Bishop Gorman thing right. and we want to gravitate towards purple. But as soon as I Googled purple, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like that's our color. Yeah. It literally represents like everything, um, that, uh, that I, that I want to represent, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, um, so when we chose purple, um, it was different. Nobody else that, cho- that does purple. No. Everybody does red. Everybody yeah. does black. Everybody does blue. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody does purple. Right. So it really it, it made a statement when it came on. And something I want to tap on, I'm going to kind of jump ship here for just a moment, is obviously there's a lot of value in listening to outside influence to try to gain ideas and get information. But if you just are super, super self-aware of your surroundings and what you're experiencing as, as a consumer or a person, all of the answers are within your own life. A lot of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of me calling a marketing company going, what do I do? What do I do? And they tell me do purple. I was like, I'll just Google purple. How does that make me feel when I read mm-hmm. the description about it? I felt good. I think purple's good. Then I display purple out into the public. All of a sudden, I'm getting feedback. Wow, that's a cool color. Why'd you pick purple? Mm-hmm. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. But all that mattered was that they were talking about it. Right. More self-reflection. Mm-hmm. What am I experiencing now that I've released the purple? Oh, my gosh, people like it. <gasps> Double down on it. Right. It's creating attention. <laughs> I didn't need somebody to tell me that. No. I was just uber, uber aware of what I was experiencing and then being conscious of what's working, what wasn't, and then what was, I doubled down on. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then purple, right? That was big. So then I was like, how do we get it everywhere? And uh, I was like, put it on the cars, which, which was your idea. I'll give you that one. Go ahead if you want to talk about <laughs> no, that. No, no, go ahead. But that was, you know, one of our approaches. Yeah, I think that, so the, our dynamic is, I think it's helpful that I'm like, not cheap, but I'm like, let me maximize what we can for less. So like, Anything that we do. I'm like, oh, you, we want new chairs here? Well, what about the chairs that we have over there? Why don't we just switch it? Then it looks different, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And for you, like, you're like, no, I want new. So I think we have to find a good balance. But that's where I think it helped us, too. What, what are we doing anyways? We're driving. Why don't we put it on our cars? Because people are going to see it. And it's about recognition. And that's a very minimal expense. Um, what are we doing? We get dressed every day. You're going to the gym every day. Why don't we put it on our clothes? So then it's just about people seeing it and remembering it. Yeah. And if you, you don't need somebody to tell you that. No. If you just put your consumer hat on right. and be conscious of um, what you're experiencing as a consumer when mm-hmm. you walk around. You are seeing signs, you're seeing billboards, you're seeing news, you're seeing shirts, you're seeing commercials, you're mm-hmm. seeing, just duplicate that. Yeah. You don't need somebody to, to and then, you know, I, there, anyway, so at one point we had uh, three Jeep Cherokees because, mm-hmm. again, we were being frugal, I didn't, we were driving a lot, I didn't want to put a lot of miles on my one nice car, mm-hmm. so we bought beater beater vehicles. And this is when we were gorilla flipping, which mm-hmm. means like we were delivering tile, we were delivering appliances, we were returning tile, we were delivering paint, we were delivering mm-hmm. flip stuff. 
Um, so, uh, uh, three Jeeps, three Jeeps. So that's what we use those Jeeps for. We were driving them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, what did I want to make sure of? I want to make sure they were all white. Mm-hmm. Consistent branding is what. Yeah. All the same. It all the same. It mm-hmm. triggers stuff. So I bought one white Jeep. If I'd have bought a red Jeep, I probably would have bought three red Jeeps, but I bought one white Jeep. And then they were like two grand mm-hmm. and you drove them until they broke. Yeah. And they never broke. I actually sold them and then broke even. <laughs> but um, so we, now we had three white Jeeps driving all over town with the GG logos on the side. And then we threw our cash buying business on the back of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, on my nice car, I had the G's on the side. And then I started saying to myself, and you'll, be, you'll, you'll figure this out. I, I just asked myself, how do I make sure that I'm always being seen? I'm conscious of always being seen. Um, because it's free. This mm-hmm. isn't an attention grab just to stroke no. my own ego. This is free marketing. And you'll attest to this. It started back um, uh, back when I was in my early days, but I, I really use it today. So I bought so much stuff from Lowe's and Home Depot that when I drove up there, I parked right in the front. <laughs> I parked like where the shopping carts were. <laughs> like literally, you could look at the Lowe's sign, look down, and then my Audi was sitting there with mm-hmm. the GG signs mm-hmm. on it. And then I was like, and then, you know, people, you, you can't park there, they would tell me. You can't park there. All I heard was, I got your attention. <laughs> I didn't care if I couldn't park there, but I was like, shit, it worked. Yeah. Okay, so that was my new thing. Uh-huh. Then I was like, why would I park in between two cars if I just wait three minutes Anywhere I go, the gym, a restaurant, whatever it was, valet at downtown Summerlin, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I give the guy $10 and say, keep me up front until I get back from lunch? Mm-hmm. Every person coming and going at downtown Summerlin walked by the cars, yeah. looked at the logos. Every time I go to the gym, I'll circle that parking lot three times. Before you circle I take, every parking lot three yeah, times. Yeah, before I take a <laughs> shitty spot. I'm always looking for the end caps mm-hmm. because the logos can be exposed and a car can't park next to me. Mm-hmm. Every person at Tivoli Village this last weekend drove, walked by the Tesla and looked at it. Every person that was at the gym today walked by the Range Rover and saw that I was on an end cap and saw mm-hmm. it. All that is free. It just takes a little bit of creativity and conscious thinking in your mind. Mm-hmm. So that was a big part of how we kept getting the brand out. Yeah. And then we were like... What you know, we we started doing social media stuff and, and pushing it that way. Okay, we're gonna take a quick pause to shout out a few of our sponsors. Hey guys, if you're looking for a jeweler you can trust for all of your jewelry needs, the Jewelers of Las Vegas is the place to go. They have the largest selection of diamonds, engagement rings, and jewelry in Las Vegas, and they carry luxury watch brands. The Jewelers of Las Vegas has been Nevada's most trusted jeweler since 1976. They're family-owned and operated, and they are dedicated to giving the best customer service. They specialize in custom design, and I love that they have their own manufacturing facility on-site here in Vegas. So they do everything right here. Most importantly, they will always take care of you. You can go to their website at www.thejewelers.com or call or text 702-382-1234. For more information or to see their locations, tell them Josh and Crystal sent you. After all, it is where I got Crystal's engagement ring. 
I'm Kelly Namiro from Wellness by Kelly, certified holistic health coach and Pilates instructor. I want to quickly pause today's episode of the show to let you know that my private one-on-one coaching container is officially open. I'm only taking on 16 clients in the whole of this year to help women rebalance their hormones and feel at home in their bodies again. My one-on-one is truly for you if you feel like you're chronically fatigued or bloated or have unexplained weight gain, if you struggle with body image and confidence, or if you're running around feeling like your to-do list is running you, pumping stress hormones through you on the daily. If you're unavailable for continuing down this path of surviving instead of thriving, I'm here to support you in getting the results that you want and finally feeling like you're living your best life. Head to the link in the show notes to find out more. You know, we got a lot of feedback from people like, oh, that's so obnoxious. That's so loud. Oh, it's a little gaudy. Yeah, I remember these people. So, so I would be. Those people are doing I the same remember thing one they were time, five years ago. I, I remember one time I was in a parking lot and someone's like, I knew you were here and I saw your car. I was like, oh, yeah. And they're like, can't miss it. I'm like, but you remembered it. There you go. I'm like, yep. you can hate on it, but it catches your attention. And yeah. that's the point. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, it's attention. Yeah. So a lot of people did that. Mm-hmm. I remember I. I, I, I Splashed the whole um, cash buying business on the back of my Audi, uh-huh. which at the time that was a nice car to be driving. Yeah, it still is a great car, but right. um, uh, it was the, the, whatever. Okay, so the point is, I wanted to say that that it was a nice car, mm-hmm. and then another agent who also drove that car said to me, "Yeah, I just, I just can't wrap my my mind around wrapping." My my car with with logos because it's a nice car because it's a nice car. He says. And I'm like, I remember thinking like, bro, you're fucking crazy. Like, one, you it caught your attention. It catches everybody's attention that, that sees it. Mm-hmm. And if we really look at the difference from today mm-hmm. and when that person gave me that feedback and where I'm at and where they're at, yeah, it worked. Well, and I just think, what's the difference between a nice car and a junky car? Why, why does that matter? <laughs> Something that I want to talk about on that note, I think this is a nugget, so I hope it's received, um, is people in your sphere, anytime that you do something different, most people operate in their comfort zone, okay? Mm -hmm. Anytime that there is a change that occurs, it's no longer their comfort zone. Well, most humans want to go back to their comfort zone. Right. So change has occurred. Now they're uncomfortable because something external has changed. Mm -hmm. Now they're desire is to get back into the comfort zone. How do they do that? They get whatever changed in their life to go back to what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So for example, if my logos on my car made somebody uncomfortable, they're not just going to accept it and give me credit. They're gonna be like, holy shit, that, that, that's change. And that created an uncomfortable environment for me. Mm -hmm. How do I get Josh to not do that? Oh, I'm going to comment on it. Why'd you do that? (laughs) Why, Why did you do that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then they're hoping that I go, oh, yeah, that's, I just got, I just got criticism. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take them off. And then they get to go back and sit in their cute little comfort zone. They're like, it, it worked. That mm-hmm. state of mind can be applied to like everything in your life. Yeah. So here's how you get around that is you just stick with what you're doing because we also adapt. Mm-hmm. Humans adapt to whatever the change is. It will become the new comfort zone. So I roll up every day, stickers are on the car. That person looks at the car. Mm-hmm. Day one, it's like, oh, I don't, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. Day two, oh, it's uncomfortable. Day three, I'm feeling a little more comfortable. Day four, it's fucking Josh with them again. <laughs> Day five, 
doesn't even say anything because yeah. it's his new comfort zone. So all of a sudden, they'll just accept it. So anytime that you get criticism for trying to improve or change something in your life, just know what's really taking place. You're making the person that's giving you criticism uncomfortable, and they're trying to put you back to where you were so that they're comfortable. If you maintain the new change in your life, that will become the new comfort zone for the person giving you the criticism, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, it'll go away. Make yeah. sense? Yeah. Okay. I also think that's like, what's that meme um, or that quote? Never take criticism from somebody that you would never take advice from. I love that one. That like, one's really good. It's like the person that's hating on you for it. It's like, okay, well, I would never do what you're doing. So I'm okay with the logos on my car. You know, something that, in, so in Mexico, I was, when I was in Mexico, the, the bad kids boot camp, mm-hmm. I, uh, of course, couldn't help but want to make myself better and mm-hmm. be in a position of power and um, authority because that's what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I worked my ass off, and I eventually was uh, in charge of 148 boys, which was the in- was 50% of the whole boys' side. And when I say in charge, if you can only imagine how many rules there are in a lock, you know, lockdown-type facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I enforced the rules because that was my job, and I wanted to do my job well so that I kept my job. Well, most of those kids, the younger kids that didn't want to follow the rules that were still new to the program didn't like me. Okay. So I got hit with a lot of criticism. These guys would use everything in their power to, to beat me down. Mm-hmm. I didn't give a shit. But anyway, as I'm leaving and graduating the school, um, one of the other kids that I was passing the baton on to sent, gave me a letter. Mm-hmm. And he said, don't open it until you're on the bus. So I opened it and I was on the bus. I opened it. When I got on the bus, I opened it. Mm-hmm. I remember reading it. And uh, it said, if they're not talking about you, you're not doing enough. If they're not talking about you, you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. So if you're not being talked about. Yeah, you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. <laughs> and I, I, I really took that and, and never forgot it. Mm-hmm. And so when I do loud or uh, I don't want to say obnoxious because that's got a negative tone to it, but loud things that create attention, um, it's on purpose. Yeah. And if it makes you uncomfortable, I'm really sorry. <laughs> You're like good publicity, right. bad publicity. It, it doesn't worked. matter. It's publicity. <laughs> so, so, so let's keep. Okay, so those were kind of some of the guerrilla tactics that yeah. we did. You know, I like. Uh, I guess our real estate signs. Another yeah. place that I advertised who we were in our services. Um, you know, most of these other real estate companies were wanting to play it safe, wanting to make sure nobody criticized them. So their real estate sign would say for sale. Broker's logo, mm-hmm. phone number. And here's a nice professional picture. And here's a nice professional photo of me in a, mm-hmm. in a suit. But if you want to stand out, you have to do it a little bit differently. Yeah. So I paid a guy five bucks in India to take a photo of me and make it a cartoon. Uh-huh. You know where I learned that? I didn't just copy I know. another realtor. I was leaving Bob's Furniture. Bob's Furniture on Charleston. On Charleston 215. And I I'm know. like driving out and I see the flags. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... That caught my attention. Yeah. That caught my attention. That why is that catching my attention? And I'm because analyzing it's not the a person. sign. It's not a picture of a person. It's it's an avatar. Mm-hmm. So if you think about this, because again, I just absorbed all of what I had experienced as a consumer mm-hmm. and analyzed why I felt that way about Bob's cartoon. And then I started doing research on it. And then there's literally studies on when another human is just looking at you and saying, "Take my advice." Well, if you don't know me, 
you don't really trust, most people don't organically trust other humans. Right, right. So now it's like, I don't want to take your advice because I don't know you. Yeah, you're when just you, skeptical. You're skeptical. When you convert it to an avatar or a cartoon or a character, it eliminates that human-to-human distrust. So if you think about it, Geico, mm-hmm. little lizard, that's the one telling us to buy. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it was a person, we would be like, I don't, who the fuck's this guy to tell me what kind of insurance I want? But yeah. a guy called Lizard, you're like, I'll listen. It's a fucking lizard. How can it hurt yeah. me? Liberty Mutual, that big the ostrich. Big ostrich. <laughs> um, I, I could, yeah. I'm sure there's many out there. So I was like, okay, well, if the big guys are doing it, then it must be working. So then I created the, the cartoon. Um, and the cartoon's cheaper than professional photos. <laughs> yeah, and it's cheaper than professional photos. So those are just other guerrilla tactics. Can you think of anything else that we did mm-hmm. that was cheap? I branded everything. I wanted my I emails branded. I wanted, obviously, we have a website, Instagram. You know, it wasn't a big, beautiful photo of me smiling. It was my logo. Yeah. I wanted the logo to be to be recognized everywhere. I would say the building, we were going to be painting it anyways. And I remember looking at it like all gray with purple accents. I was like, reverse that. You weren't. Who's going to notice a gray building driving down the road? Nobody. Nobody. Why? Because it fits in. Exactly. It's uniform. Yes. It goes, it's what everybody else does. That's right. And I'm like, in my mind, I remember the pink building, the ticket, Terminator, whatever. Because you put your consumer hat on. Yeah. And you said, what did I experience when I drove by that pink building? You experienced And I remember where that is. It's on Trop and Rainbow. Close. Flamingo. (laughs) Oh, Flamingo, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Right there. So I I was like, no, we got to be purple. That's what's going to stand out. So here's what's funny about that. Is the county actually, when we went to get our permit to put up our LED sign. Uh Uh-huh. The marquee sign. Yep. The, the the county said, you can't paint your building purple. Right. And it was already purple. Mm-hmm. They said, could you imagine if we just let everybody paint their buildings whatever color we wanted? It'd right. look like Mexico. Mm-hmm. It'd be green and yellow and purple and red. Yeah, and yep. All up and down. A rainbow. <laughs> so instead of just rolling over and going, the powers at B said I can't have a purple building. Yeah, all they did was say, you can't do that. I just photoshopped the building white and resubmitted <laughs> um, my application and they approved it. <laughs> And I've never heard and anything And you're like, since. yeah, I'll paint it back. Yeah, I'll paint it back. So if I get caught, <laughs> then I'll paint it. But So that's the point is, is I didn't I didn't let it stop me. It was a bold marketing move. Mm-hmm. And now it's very easy to go when you drive by Durango and Flamingo, there'll be a purple building um, and you'll recognize us. It really helps me with my Postmates delivery. <laughs> <laughs> it's free attention. Hey, everyone. It's time to tell you about one of our sponsors, Nick Marietta at Southwestern Custom Construction. Nick does it all. He's got a construction company, a wholesale business, and a flipping business. He's someone you can count on, and the best part is that there's no job too big or small for him. Nick is your guy. If you need help with a complete flip or even a small renovation project, you can reach Nick at 480-235-8148 or find him on Instagram and Facebook at The Real Nick Marietta. So those are some of the guerrilla tactics that we did. But the whole point was that I didn't say, hey, I have this vision. Bank, send me this money. It's an unproven vision. And if you really want to grow organically, you want to do it with as little debt as possible. Get your bearings first. And then once you have your bearings and you have a predictable model, now you can use the influence of capital, the the gigantic influx of capital to... um, propel and accelerate mm-hmm. your growth. But when you're first starting, you don't know what you're doing. Don't fool right. yourself. 
We didn't know what we were doing. No. It was all a winget moment. And when you borrow money, you don't spend it like it's yours. Right. The, what I was going to say is that when you grow organically, you're building your confidence too. And you don't realize that how much that confidence is going to help you grow to be bigger. Because you, when you grow organically, you know like, okay, I, I made it here all by myself. Like, okay, then you can take the next step. If you have all this leverage, you're anxious. You need to make it work right away, right away. And then you don't have the confidence behind any ideas that you're doing because you don't know if they're going to work. And I think that the confidence part's a huge part and you own it. You own it when you're when you build it organically and you're confident and Yeah. Agreed. So I'll say this is Glenagrip Real Estate has zero debt. Correct. Zero debt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Other companies are saddled with debt. Mm-hmm. We don't have any debt. No. So um, so we own our building. Does anybody know what equity actually stands for? It stands for ownership. So when somebody says, I have equity in my home, Mm -hmm. what they're really saying is, I own a section of my property. The Mm -hmm. bank owns the rest. You said we own our building just right before your last sentence. We own. I know you're. I know you're. You're manifesting it. (laughs) Sorry, I misspoke. My mind's already in it. Let me just. I'm just. We're just gonna. We're not gonna cut this out. I just misspoke. I said that we own our building. Yeah. Um, I meant to say business. That's what I meant to say. Okay. I'm like, where's the B coming from? <laughs> but I'm actually working to buy the building right now as we speak. That we, was a subconscious manifestation. Yeah, I already believe that. it. Shit, I already own it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not own the building, but I am under contract to purchase it. So um, that's why I was saying that. So those are some of the guerrilla tactics. So something else that I want to go into on this note is why are we in business? I think it's really, this is what I have identified because I've sat with other business owners mm-hmm. and when I heard how they're running their businesses, it didn't seem like there was ever an end for them mm-hmm. um, or their strategy was to build the business and sell it. The problem with that strategy is this world is changing all the time. Okay? Yeah. Let's say that your strategy was to... Um, you know, to build the best blockbuster Vegas has ever seen, Mm -hmm. you know, and you spend 20 years building it and building it and building it and building it because one day you're going to sell to blockbuster and you're Las Vegas rent a tape. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) And your goal is to sell to blockbuster one day and that's your retirement. Mm -hmm. The reason I don't believe in that approach is because the world evolves. I don't believe Galeno Group Real Estate is going to get bought one day and that's my retirement. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think that the real estate industry will evolve into a totally different industry where a brick-and-mortar Galinda Group real estate model is obsolete. So always think about that. Can your industry become obsolete? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, even, if you're, even if you're thinking super far in advance, it could still become obsolete. Yeah. So what I try to do is I build my businesses to fuel my retirement. So I, I want Glinda Group Real Estate to spit off cash. I don't care if I'm not the flashiest guy in town or if I'm the most, uh, if, if it looks like I'm the most profitable guy in town. I don't want that. I want Glinda Group Real Estate to make a chunk of cash and I want to suck it off the table mm-hmm. and stick it in my pocket and go and buy something that will generate retirement for me. In our case, it's rentals. So I established, I reverse engineered it. How do I retire? I said I need cash flow that yeah. that comes in without getting out of bed 
What is that? What asset can produce that for me that I know? Rentals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do I buy more rentals? Well, I need cash. Right. How do I generate more cash? Build more businesses that mm-hmm. generate cash. So I was like, okay, Glenda Group Real Estate, Glenda Buys Houses, Glenda Group Consulting, Glenda Group Investments. That's all of the four different businesses that we've got. How do I suck as much cash away from the business now and go and put it into that cash flowing asset that is intended to ultimately create retirement for myself? Instead of obsessing about building Glenda Group Real Estate, right? trust me, there's been enough money. If I chose not to buy rentals, I could have 500 agents in this building. I'd be moving into a 10,000 square foot space, but you're just getting stuck on building the business. Mm-hmm. Well, you're gambling too, because what if the business doesn't work? Then you lose it all. But what I'm doing is I'm siphoning off all the cash that I possibly can where the business survives and can still grow, not, not insanely, but I'm, I'm keeping focused on my goals, which is rentals mm-hmm. and retirement. So that is something I really want to double down on. I don't know if I did a great job in explaining that, but the business is intended to generate income, not just to live on in the moment, but to invest for your future. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, we don't personally right. hang our hat on, can we sell our business? We're going to build it so we could sell it one day. You know, here's no. the thing too. I think like a, a brokerage with 50 agents that are all producing is maybe worth like 300 grand, yeah. 250, 300,000. Like that's not retirement money. I would say it's not a, um, I don't know, it's not the pretty picture that they paint it to be. It's no, <laughs> but, but I think America sells you that yeah. in, in the media is work hard, build your business. One day you'll be able to sell it and retire. Your business may be obsolete in 10 years. And then that's the other thing. Then you're just b- dependent on selling the business. And that's and, and then what? Then that chunk comes in and what? Yeah, then it, what? It's right. that one chunk. <laughs> no, and, and you know, there's a million different assets out there that produce cash, cash flow. There's bonds, there's there's mm-hmm. dividends with stocks, there's hard money loans that you can lend out on, there's rentals, there's there's tons of things that I don't know. So it's not always just about buying rentals. But my point is is whatever the business is, whatever profit that it generates, take it. Mm-hmm. Who cares if the business isn't growing and in, in, in front of everybody's face? Right. You know, as long as it's got a little bit of growth. And you could steal as much profit as you can from it and invest in Josh Galindo. I was going to say, Josh Galindo's growing. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's been a big, big part of why mm-hmm. I believe I'm one of the more successful guys. Mm-hmm. It's because I didn't obsess over the business growing into this huge monster that's right. super cool to brag about. I just I wanted to take every penny I could out of the company before the company uh, and, and ensure the company's survivability. Yeah. But I didn't need it to get fat and, and, and happy. I wanted to get fat and happy. Mm-hmm. So build your businesses to benefit yourself, not the business. Right. You know you have a good home stager when your client falls in love with the furniture in the home. The House of Vegas will not only make sure you have the perfect pieces for each home on the market, but they will even sell the furniture if your buyers have to have it. They do a really great job and they understand that time is money. You guys can get in touch with Thomas at 310-503-3611. When you're in an accident or dealing with a major injury, you want to make sure you have someone by your side that knows what they're doing. You don't want to end up with a lawyer that pawns you off to someone else in their firm. The partners at Battleborn Injury Lawyers will work with you directly to make sure you have a fair case. Stop. Take a minute. And save their number. 
It's 702-570-9000. It's an easy number, so write it down or plug it into your phone. 702-570-9000. So we've kind of talked about ground up business mm-hmm. building. Yeah. And that would be guerrilla tactics, you know, more of a, a easier term. Um and so we we talked about how we did that growing this business with very with no money yeah. no money we didn't yeah. have any money right Are you kidding me <laughs> now that I think about it, we didn't have any money no. and we didn't have any loans and we didn't have any investors we didn't it was you and I and what I brought in mm-hmm. and and our creative brains um, so we talked about that and then we talked about the point of building the business mm-hmm. I think it could it, before you know it you're, you're you wake up and you've been doing the same thing for twenty years you're like what was the what was the point of this business. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, uh, for me, it's about stripping money and benefiting Josh Galindo, not benefiting Galindo Group Real Estate or Galindo Buys Houses. And Crystal Galindo. And Crystal Galindo, the Galindo family. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So now let's roll into, you know, now that we've progressed a little bit and, uh, where we are today mm-hmm. is culture, um, and then leaders and delegating. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tap on culture mm-hmm. and culture for me. It, it really, I think it, st- it starts with the, the person that's running the show. Yeah. You know, being a business owner is one thing. If you're an active business owner, then you're going to obviously inject your culture into your business. Um, but if that's your manager, if that's your CEO, whatever it is, but that's the culture that's going to be uh, mimicked mm-hmm. or attracted. Something that I do that I, that I live my life by is always show up, always upgrade and get over it. So... Those things just organically come out in what we've built here. Mm-hmm. I always want to upgrade. I always want to show up. I want to be present. I want to be there. I want to be the guy in the room. Um, and then when life throws you a curveball, you got to get the fuck over it. Mm-hmm. With those being ingrained in me naturally, I obviously express them through building the business that we've got. So the other thing that I thought was important to do and build, and, and okay, so that culture just starts to kind of happen. And it's important to be conscious of what's taking place because that's how you identify what the culture is. And then once you've identified what the culture is, obviously, if you like it, now you can kind of hone in on it and double down on the culture that you've identified. But I don't know if you just go into a business and go, I want my culture to be, and then you spell it out, spell it out, spell it out, spell it out, spell it out. And then you're forcing that to be the culture. I just think it, if it's not organic or real, I don't know how you maintain right. it. So that's what I'm saying. You kind of open up. You kind of see what the culture is. The direction starts to vibe. You stand mm-hmm. back. You look and you go, what, what am I creating here? If you don't quite have a vision on it or you don't have a read on it yet, then you, you just keep vibing. You keep doing your thing and you stand back and you observe. And once you've done enough culturing and you can stand back and identify the culture you've created, mm-hmm. if you like it, now you, can, now you can double it and duplicate it and double down on it and reinforce yeah. it and build it. You know, I think something here, I'm, I'm looking around the office right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, human being number one, skinny jeans, high tops. <laughs> human being number two, uh, Nikes, uh, sick Nikes. Some joggers. Some joggers. Um, let's see what else we got cooking here. Uh, Tory Burch sandals. Um, uh, what's the tall boots? 
They're just boots. Okay, boots. Like knee um, high, thigh high. I can't see them. Doc Martens. Oh yes, Doc yes, Martins. yes. So right there is a demonstration of the type of culture that we've got. Okay, and then there's some brokerages where you are required to walk in with a suit and tie every single mm-hmm. day. I think for us, it was creating an environment an environment that we would want to be in. So again, like being a consumer, like, okay, if I was picking a real estate brokerage, which one would I pick? Like you want a professional environment, but you also wanted to be like young and hip. And, you know, I think that's a lot of what you do. Yeah. Yeah. You pick what you want it to be really like. struggling for around this culture thing. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so so Crystal zoned out there for a second, so I we're going to zone I'm back sorry. in. She was I'm thinking sorry. about how she was a bad mom this morning, which she's never a bad mom. <laughs> so, um, all right, so onto the culture thing. Just just be you, and then watch what happens. Once you see what's happening, identify it. If you like it, double down on it. Mm-hmm. All right. So what we did when we were able to identify what the culture was that we had is it wasn't honed. It was still a unpolished crystal. Yeah. It was a crystal, but it had sharp edges. Some edges weren't shiny. Some were dull. So I was like, how do we really hone this in? And something that I did at that point was we got to create core values. Yeah, Core values are great because you can hire on core values and you can fire on core values. Mm-hmm. They really empower you to say, this isn't the direction that the, I want the company to go. And because you're not supporting the core values, we, you know, we're just not in alignment. Yeah. And then when you hire somebody, these are our core values. Are you in alignment? If they say yes, then now you know you've got somebody. At least they know what they're walking into. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to roll around the room. I'm not going to read each definition. But what I did is I actually took a general word and then I defined it personally. Yeah. Because integrity could mean 10 different things to 10 different people. Right. Integrity to me needed to be defined. So that they understood what I interpreted integrity to be. Mm -hmm. So integrity, influence, commitment, intelligence, and energy. Those are all things that we live and do daily. For me, this shit's organic. Mm -hmm. But to an outsider, it may not be organic. But I want them to know where we are. Mm -hmm. So once you've identified your culture, I would polish it, which is what these words are. Now you've put words and definitions to your culture. Mm -hmm. And... uh, um, and then you just double down on it. Yeah. So, sorry guys, we lost Crystal again there. No, I was listening. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was there that, that time. That was funny. All right, leaders and delegating. Oh, you're me... not you're not great at leaders and delegating. You're just great at being a leader. I'm 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 great at both. I can lead. If it, this is what I say. I'm just teasing. No, she's yeah. not. She's being she's being honest. It's like a half joke. So, for me. Uh, I am a leader. If I look around the room and I say to myself, I am the best at the topic or the challenge at hand, mm-hmm. then I have no problem weaseling my way to the top of the pack and going, right. let me take let me take over. Mm-hmm. If I look around the room and I go, uh, the, uh, the task at hand is way out of my league, then I have no problem supporting the person that did nominate themselves to take on the task. Yes. So I'm a great chief and I'm a great Indian and I will own that. Immediately, people will think I'm only a leader. Well, then do better. We can then then I'll I'll follow. <laughs> um, so leaders and delegating. So this is a tough one, and it's probably the hardest thing about the business because I want to be totally totally honest and transparent. And give mm-hmm. credit where credit is due. I could tell you that Galinda Group Real Estate and Galinda Group Real Estate's success wouldn't be what it is without the people around me. Oh yeah, no, hands down. Every person that 
puts their fingerprint on Glenner Group Real Estate, helps it grow yeah. and succeed. Mm-hmm. So I need them to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult, though, to run a business because um, sometimes, you know, most of the people in our business in our, that, that work for our business don't have any downside. Right. They come to work, even if they're paid on net profit, all that ever shows up on their desk is a plus, yeah. <laughs> meaning a check. If it's a loss, there's never a bill that they got to write. You know, right. a bill doesn't show up on their desk. Right. So it just kind of creates this mindset that it's only wins. Mm-hmm. But in order to create those wins, somebody's got to be watching everything at all times to ensure yeah. that those wins are going to continue to come in. Um, so, and then, you know, everybody, everybody's a human being. Right. You know, people have relationships that didn't go their way that day. I don't know, mom or dad or boyfriend or girlfriend or mm-hmm. dog or cat or whatever it is. And they and they bring that to work. I have to be the guy that goes, you got to shake that. Yeah. We got work to do, mm-hmm. you know, um, or, uh, you know, there's a celebration that's worthy of going out and experiencing and you come back the next day and you're mm-hmm. a little sluggish and you're not as good as you should be. It's my job to stand up and go, Hey, you got to put your game face on. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. Like, I get it. Um, there's days where, um, people's performance just simply isn't what it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, I still have to write that check yeah. to them in exchange for poor performance. Right. Um, and then you got to balance that out. Okay. How often are they performing well? Okay. Versus how often are they not performing well? Mm-hmm. And you got to make those decisions. Right. Okay. Let this one slide. Do you harp on them every day? If you harp on them every day, they may go, I don't want to work in that environment. Yeah. I'm leaving. If you don't harp on them often, they may think they can get away with murder and then you get a poor employee. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, as soon as you want to grow substantially, you have to bring in people. As soon as you bring in people, you go from running your business to running the people. Mm-hmm. Um, that now, run the business. <laughs> that run the business. Yeah. So... Um, so what do I think of uh, delegating? I think that we're super fortunate. Everyone that we have is like just as passionate and cares just as much about the business as we do. Agreed. Whether they have to write the bill or not, I don't, I don't think that matters. I think that they care about your money just as much as they would their own. Yeah. And something that I'm a big believer in, and it, it goes your way mm-hmm. um, when things aren't great, but it doesn't go your way when things are great, is attaching everybody to production. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that if you pay someone 50 grand a year and the business explodes, well, you get to keep all the money. Mm-hmm. I get to keep all the money. If you're paying them 50 grand a year and the business sinks, they still get paid. Mm-hmm. That's the win in the two different directions that I was describing. So I've abandoned, I'd rather everybody, when a rising tide lifts all boats, so when Galena Group Real Estate does well, everybody in the office is doing well. Mm-hmm. Everybody, every single person in this office is attached to production. Right, and then they're more motivated to have it work. Yep. And I want to double down on what you just said. And uh, I don't know if our people listen to our podcast because they hear us talking about yeah. it often. But I agree wholeheartedly. And it's something that is super valued and cherished and, and mm-hmm. adored. It's, a, it's an experience. It's a feeling that I love is the people around me are owning 
the business. They have ownership. They, mm-hmm. they are proud to represent Glenda Group Real Estate. Mm-hmm. They are excited to be a part of it. They believe in it. Yes. You know, um, and so yeah. for you going to hire somebody, you, I want you to hire people that will believe in your business. Mm-hmm. An employee, you can have employees, but they better be the lowest paid people in the business. Um, so, and, and, and with the least amount of tasks where they could just be turned and burned, mm-hmm. if, which we don't really have, <laughs> which we don't have, yeah. there's nobody here. Everybody in here is making incredible money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm okay with that, but I also expect the best from them every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I love when, when, uh, Danny rocks his Glenda group real estate hat, or mm-hmm. I, I walk, go to the restaurant with Trey and he's got his Glenda group mask on, mm-hmm. or Matt rolls up to Kensley's birthday party and he's rocking a Glenda group hat. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask these guys to do this. No. It's not even a requirement. No. They want they're to, proud to be because a part they're of proud it. to be a part of something big. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is they genuinely are a part of it. They and are a part of it. just all goes back to culture. <laughs> all goes back to culture. Okay. So you either hire quick and fire quick mm-hmm. until you get the perfect person or... So if you're great at coaching people and can coach people into the best version of themselves, which is where I would put myself, then you don't have to hire and fire quick. Mm -hmm. If you're not great at coaching or leading, that's okay. There's two different ways. There's probably 50 different ways. I'm not great at it. (laughs) Then Then someone like you, you hire fast and you fire fast. Somebody like me, if I find something in them that I know is special and I know that they can be a better version of themselves, mm-hmm. then I find fulfillment in pulling that out of them. Yeah. Um, so that's why I have so low turnover. Yeah. You know, I've had everybody, my agents, most of my agents have been here since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Most of my staff has been here since the beginning or my mm-hmm. team. I hate to call them staff. I actually hate even be called, being called boss. Yeah, it's a team. Um, anyway, so that's a little inside to Glinda Group Real Estate. I hope it was helpful. Okay. So I think that, I mean, that was a lot of information and I think that we need to give like three bullet points and then, you know, they can re-listen to break those bullet points down. But I like it, that because um, I'm all over the place. So I love that you are there <laughs> keeping track and organizing my thoughts. So fire away. Okay, I'll let so you take it from here. The first thing I would say is guerrilla tactics and wear your consumer hat. You want your growth to be organic um, you don't want to have paid growth because that's not real growth. Organic growth is real growth. Um, so guerrilla tactics and wear your consumer hat. And it's going to require you to get out of your comfort zone because you're going to have to do some changes. And if you don't have change, then you're going to stay exactly the same as mm-hmm. you are. Yep. So it requires you to get out of your comfort zone, but just do it organically and Wear your consumer hat. That's my thing because <laughs> I'm like... Sounds like that was a good one for I'm you. the biggest consumer. Um, the second thing I think is culture. Um, whatever the business is, whether it's real estate or a tropical smoothie or whatever it is, you want to create a culture, an environment that people want to be in, that people want to work in. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's a good environment with good culture, everybody will thrive. Okay. Then I think the third thing was leaders and delegation. There has to be leaders and you have to be able to delegate the stuff that you're not as good at. Yeah. Because if you spread yourself too thin, the areas that you excel, you won't because you're spread too thin doing the things that you don't excel in. So you need to be able to delegate. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of it. 
I mean. I think you did good. <laughs> it's a good summary. <laughs> there's people that vibe to me and there's people that vibe to you. Yeah. All that matters is I'm that we're vibing. I'm a good vibing. buffer. <laughs> yeah. Nope, that's it. So good luck. No. No. Um, yeah. That, uh, I don't know. And I wouldn't say these are like business tips. It's just what we've done that's worked. We were. I was just talking to you about this, that all of the answers are inside of you. If you're just conscious of it, the mm-hmm. universe, the world is sending you messages a million times a minute. If you're conscious to it, then you don't need a Grant Cardone to tell you how to save money. Right. You don't need a Grant Cardone to tell you how to persuade people. Just be conscious of what you're doing. I think if it's good to pers- have mentors, though. It, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Depending on them, it just keeps your figure-it-out muscle weak. Right. So... Get your muscle plump and strong, and then you know mentors Use people will only as make inspiration, it, not as like a as a crutch. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I hope okay. everybody absolutely crushes it uh, in the next day, week, month, whatever's in your future. Yeah. I hope you do really well. Um, what we have coming up is next week, which who knows when it will be released. But mm-hmm. for us, next week. We've got some very, very special guests. The most special guests. The most <laughs> special guests. Who are they, honey? The Rugrats <sighs> part of the renovation. <laughs> and who are they? Our kids. I, I know. Who oh, are they? Oh, Beckham, Kennedy, Kinsley. And now I Jagger. I don't know about Jagger. Jagger's lacking. <laughs> he, he'll be like, K. Ball. Ball. Catch. <laughs> Yeah, so we have our kids coming on next episode, so stay tuned because I think it'll be super cool and super fun mm-hmm. and super sweet. Um, we're going to ask them fun questions like, what do you think dad does? What do you yeah. think mom does? You know, And we'll see. It may be a total bust. It may be the funniest episode we and ever do. There might be a lot of editing. Who knows? <laughs> but So stay tuned for that. Uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, week. Yes. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can also connect with us on social media or at galindogrouprealestate.com. Until next time, thanks again for listening.